We are Soul Sisters. Walk alongside us as we take you through this journey of sisterhood. Join me, Jenna Urban, and me, Tara Machaco, as we walk in each other's shoes and explore our very different lives. Grab your soul sister to listen and laugh as we share stories of family, work, and small personal disasters. We're We're not perfect, but but nobody nobody is. Well, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Soul Sisters podcast. I'm Jenna Urban. I'm Tara Machaco. (laughs) What's up, Tara? This is our first time doing this. We're in two separate rooms, which is an interesting uh, little little dynamic here. We'll see how this goes. Right, but I think people do that. Like I was just telling Bob, he's like, nobody does that for podcasts. I'm like, people podcast from different states, from different countries. Like it happens all the time. I've been on podcasts that, I mean, I'm not in a live studio. So I think however we make it work, we make it work. Well, we joke about the Kelsey brothers. That's how they do it. That's all right. That's how they do it mm-hmm. 90% of the time, unless yeah, they're playing yeah. each other. And then um, they basically jump on a live podcast. <laughs> we're not there yet. We're not at the live no, podcast. Yet. No, no, no. So we're still like working out our schedules and dealing with life. But uh, we are about two weeks into the new year. How is your new year's? Like, do you set new year's resolutions? I don't know if we've ever talked about this. I don't think we have. Um, I, I feel like I try to, but I actually heard somebody on, I want to say it was like Instagram, one of the reels or something, say she did not do like a New Year's resolution that would start January 1st or 2nd. She said, I'm starting mine on the 7th or 8th and I'm giving myself a full week to clear out the house of all the junk food, to get myself organized and not jump right into it. So I thought, oh, that's a good idea. Let's, let's, try, let's try that this year. Maybe the resolution will stick. <laughs> We're on day 14. So did you give yourself two weeks? Well, well, <laughs> so let's see. Let's see. You're supposed to clear out the junk food and clear out is like, I, I was like, oh, I got to eat this. I can't throw it away. Right. Or like if you, you were like trying to cut back on, you know, alcohol, it was like, oh, well, I have like a half a bottle of wine. I might as well drink it. Right. Um, so, <laughs> but no, I think um, I really, I, I've, I'm making a much um, bigger effort to try to exercise more. Um I think uh, I was doing such a good job of that when I when I was a college basketball coach, and then when I shifted careers and went into the facility management side of things, I kind of forgot about that, right? Um, and how important that is, and um, not not just like for your physical health, but your mental health. Um, so I'm making an effort to do that. So, like, maybe is that one of your goals, like to be healthier or just move your body? I think just to move my body more. I started with like thinking, um, oh, maybe I should do like, you know, walk 100 miles in January, do something where I had to track it. But again, I, d- I didn't want to like kill myself right away. So um, I'm just making an effort. I have a, um, a generic Peloton bike that I that I have that you could do workouts on. I'm trying to do that at least once or twice a week on top of going on the treadmill and um, getting out and being more active when I go to practices now, like getting myself more involved in the drills and like trying to like, just, just be a little bit more, more, more movement to my, to my day instead of sitting on a couch. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's great. Cause actually, um, a lot of studies show that you basically like, you're not very successful if you kind of go all in and like make these unrealistic resolutions or goals, mm-hmm. especially like, I think everybody kind of looks at like January 1st as like a fresh start. But like you said, you know, you really have a fresh start 
any day of the week. It's just a mindset, you know, it could like, we always wait until like, oh, I'm going to diet on Monday, right? Mm -hmm. And then Wednesday comes around and it's like, eh, maybe I'll start next week, right? But like, why Monday, mm -hmm. right? So like, it just has to kind of be something that, you know, you, you kind of want to do. And they do say, so going back to the research, it says that you really shouldn't be taking away so much, but adding mm -hmm. something that's healthier. So it's, if it's adding, like you said, moving your body a little bit more a day or adding more fruits and vegetables instead of worrying about taking away so much, like mm -hmm. I'm gonna take away the carbs or I'm going to take away the alcohol, I'm going to take away this. It's like, well, maybe cutting back a little bit there on those things, but adding something else that you're not used to. So then that kind of outweighs. So it is a longer goal. Um, it's a mindset of kind of making it a life choice, right? Or like, yeah. Um, a way of living instead of just kind of like that resolution. Well, well, think about when you cut stuff out, like you, you're like, oh God, I can't have that. I can't have carbs. I can't have carbs. All you want is carbs. That's all you think about. So you're right. Like, instead of just saying I'm taking everything away or like you see a lot of people moving towards this trend of like sober January that they're trying to get into this like lifestyle of um, non-alcoholic beverages and all of this stuff. It's just... I think it's it's hard. Think about the people that try to quit smoking and they jump into everything cold turkey. They don't normally succeed doing that. So it's like baby steps, I guess, would be the... And it has to be a lifestyle change. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. for, for me, it's just a lifestyle. It's a way that I live. It's a way that I eat and my diet and, and excluding things because I can't have a little bit of pasta. I want the pound of pasta. So my mindset is I don't eat pasta. But if you understand my why, I do that because I don't like the way that it makes me feel. So I made the life choice of just not eating the pasta. I mean, I think it's more of a gluten issue. So I really try to avoid gluten when I do eat any type of carbs. But I just try to stay away from it because, again, it's my why. My reason for not feeling bloated. I know the consequences of my actions of eating carbs. Like that's just, I mean, I know that's mm -hmm. normal, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, well it's let's. Not it's not just a diet. It's, <laughs> it's really diet. Yeah. But it, your, your, your keto diet turned into a way of living. A way of living, right. But it, did. Uh, it mm -hmm. also has to be, and, and you and I talk about this a lot, is your why. Like, why are you doing this, mm -hmm. right? So like, now in your 40s, right? You're like, mm -hmm. okay, like maybe I need to move my body. Things don't, yeah. things don't work the way they used to, right? So mm -hmm. like your why has to be stronger, I guess, than your your will or your... Well, and I think a lot of times too, like in our 40s, where obviously our bodies are changing, you can't, you can't do the things you used to do, or you can't eat the things you used to eat and still be in the, the same kind of physical physical shape. But you get to a point where like you've gotta you've gotta sit down and say, like, hey, it hurts to get out of bed in the morning. I better do something about that. Or, you know, I wanna be able to take my dog for a walk every every morning. And if you wanna be able to do that, you've gotta move your body to, to be able to physically do those things. Um, you can't do you can't continue to do the things you did ten years ago and expect to have the same results. Right. Um, you know, ten years ago you could get away with saying for a couple of days, you know, maybe I'll take a couple a couple of days off of exercise. Well, now you take a couple of days off and it turns into three months or four months or five months. Right. You just get into that, that habit. So it's, I think it's, it's a lifestyle choice about and developing habits to get, to get into that type of life, lifestyle choice. Yeah. Um, and, Go ahead. and no, and you're, and you're, what you talk about your why, I mean, your, your why is 
you're getting to a point in your life. And I mean, this is scary and sad to say at the same time, but like your life is your, your time here is limited, right? It, and as you, as you start to hit your mid forties, I think you start to realize that a little bit more and like every day is precious and you don't want to, um, you don't want to waste any, any minute, any time left you have. So you're doing everything you can to kind of put yourself in a position to be, to be as healthy as you possibly can and be able to do the things that you want to do. Right. And, and that goes in all aspects of life. And you and I have had this conversation before, even with career shifts, right? So like, I think of, you know, going back to like, I became a teacher and my why was so I would have summers off, right? Which, which, <laughs> mm-hmm. which really, like, I was like, yeah. perfect job, you know, to raise my family. Mm-hmm. And I really thoroughly enjoyed my summers off when my kids were little, but as they got older, it wasn't that why wasn't strong enough for me, right? Like it was mm-hmm. tedious. It just wasn't something I was interested in. That summers off did not do, it was not a hanging fruit that was like, I was like, mm-hmm. I have my summers off. My kids were going other places. I was content with, you know, doing other things in the summer and picking up side hustles and so forth. So that why to keep, myself in that career wasn't strong enough because my season, my life changed, right? My seasons changed. My kids got older. So then I was like, wait, why am I doing this? Right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm not happy in this career. Um, I just wasn't fulfilled creatively. I I needed another outlet. So I needed to, you know, that's when I needed to kind of like explore other options and see what else is out there. And I think that we're seeing a shift, a lot of people our age, you know, contemplating mm-hmm. like, what am I doing in this career? Right. But like when, yeah. when we were younger, it was like, oh, you could either be a teacher, a lawyer, you know, <laughs> a coach. Like there, there was only mm-hmm. like certain boxes that you could check. Now it's mm-hmm. like, oh, you could work remote from home and be an, um, an, an interior designer or instructional mm-hmm. designer. And you could, you know, do all this different remote work or you have flexibility and hybrid work or mm-hmm. like, you know, t- something totally different than you that you were doing. I just think there's so much more opportunity out there. Um, so as your why is shifting, um, I think it's okay. You know, I, I think that we have to give permission. We have to give ourselves permission. Yeah. Yeah. Well if you don't if you don't have a why, you're not driven, you have no purpose. And you start to get very, very complacent and you start to see burnout and you start to see see people just kind of floating by, I guess, so you, you know, you know, just, just coasting along, like you show up and it's a job. Actually, there's a term for it. It's called quiet quitting and it's very popular right now. It's a trending word because it's basically that you are like complacent. You're, mm-hmm. on, complacent. you're floating, floating around, you're just going through doing the minimum mm-hmm. amount of work that needs to get you through the day. And mm-hmm. then, you know, then you wake up the next day and you do the same thing and it becomes tedious and it's like groundhog mm-hmm. day. Um, but we're seeing a trend in that and people are okay with that because their why is they just basically want to, want to get their paycheck. Right. Yep. And they want to have that flexibility and maybe they don't want to be challenged and they're mm-hmm. just kind of going through the motions because they're getting paid. So their why yeah. might be, you know, they need to have that paycheck and mm-hmm. they're content with just going through the motions. But again, you wonder, you wonder in those situations, how long does your why last and how long, how how satisfied are you? Yes, you're collecting a paycheck, and that's great. You're 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 doing something so that you're you have the funds to be able to do other a couple other things that you want to do. But are you internally satisfied? Right. Like that complacency factor is so hard. Like I know, 
I was at Marywood for 14 years. And in that last year before I decided to leave to take another job, that's where I felt I was at. I felt like I was becoming very, very complacent. I was very comfortable with the people. I was very comfortable with how things were going. You know, we had success and it, it, it wasn't that we were at the highest point we could be at, but we kind of consistently were, 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 were good. And we were like right above that, like, um, you know, that, that above average area. Um, and I was okay with that. And I sat back and thought to myself, this is boring. There's right. no challenge. There's no, there's no like, there's no need for me to go out and make myself better. And I think that was at the point that I, I said, I need to, I need to move on. Um, and then the same thing happened when, when I left coaching, it was the same exact thing. Like my why was I loved getting out on the court and teaching basketball and coaching basketball strategy, everything. And towards the end of last year, I started to feel myself like, Oh God, this is scary. I, I don't feel that anymore. <laughs> but it also changed because your responsibilities changed. Same thing with teaching, mm -hmm. right? It wasn't like I could just go in and teach a technology lesson. It was like who was having accidents mm -hmm. in the room, who was crying. It was like you're dealing with mental health, emotional health, mm -hmm. um, all the other things besides the X's and O's, right, of mm -hmm. your teaching. So it's just kind of like, you know, one of those things that you're like, oh, like how much longer can I take it, right? And I do mm -hmm. hear from a lot of people that basically count down the days, right? Until their retirement. Like some people have years marked down. Like they go, like, oh, I have like seven and a half more years, right? I'm like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, like live life, yeah. counting down the days till you're retired to do what? Go do something that you mm -hmm. wanna do, right? Like mm -hmm. that just baffles me that people wait their entire life. I actually watched this video the other day and I didn't know, like I see stuff on Instagram and, and I'm like, that is amazing. Like. Who is this human being that's saying this information? Then I like Google it, and it's like a very popular um, saying or a very popular speech that the guy had wrote like the richest place in the world, and where is the richest place in the world? And he goes on about saying that it's an, actually a graveyard, and because mm. that's where all of your, um, you know, like unachieved goals and desires are buried with. So like, think about wow. If you always wanted to give that speech or write that book mm -hmm. or, you know, challenge yourself to a new job, a new, a new career, but you kept putting it off. Right. And then it got mm -hmm. bigger with you, like going through life, holding on to all of your goals, and your aspirations and just kind of, again, cold quitting. Floating by. Yeah. Bye. Um, mm -hmm. So like they have this. So the richest place in the world is in a graveyard. That's a scary thought, isn't it? It is because that that's enough to like snap you and be like what am i doing right well it's even the visualization of it right because you know like all the different videos that i saw as i was looking up like wow these are this is amazing like how did this person think of this but then i was like it really did hit home and mm -hmm. i'm not saying like for people to go out and, and quit their jobs right or like or, or change <laughs> careers like i i'm just saying like to do something that excites you right like to mm -hmm. To get back in, you know, like, like you're getting back into doing lessons, right? Because that's what mm -hmm. you enjoy doing. You like instructing, going back to the root of, of what mm -hmm. brought happiness. And I feel like a lot of people don't do that because they can't find the time, which you're, you're never mm -hmm. going to find the time. You got to make the time. But just taking like even 10 minutes a day and doing something that you enjoy doing. I, I feel like a lot of people, especially women, put themselves off, put, them, put that on the back. Well, I think... I think I think they ha you have to take a chance take time and you know what here maybe this is the right time your your new year's resolution is to take time to sit down and say you know what are some things that I really want to do like what are what what do I need to do and what do I 
want to do and like make sure you're looking at both of those lists and don't forget those things that you want to do and figure out a way you know it might be hey you know i want to go on this trip or i've never been to this place or i've never um i want to take a yoga class i want to do something different that i never that i keep putting off and putting off and say all right i i'm going to give myself this month and let's let's make a list of certain things that i want to do and do it and go do it for yourself right um like I, Jenna, I think you're like a prime example. Like it's it's unbelievable that you you chase every single dream that you want to do, and I think it's 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 amazing with all of the time you spend running your kids all over the place and making sure that you're at this game, that game, cheer, swim. You're you're all over the place, but you make time to to do things that you want to do, and you're 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 editing podcasts, you're doing marketing, you're 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 doing speaking engagements, you're finding all of these things that you really want to do, and you're chasing them. You're chasing your dreams and it's not easy. And I mean, you, you have a full plate and what you've done is you've, you've figured out ways. Let me get up earlier and get things done. I need to get done early in the morning. Um, you know, when I have, when I have 10 minutes to, to sit around, I, I, I take that 10 minutes and I utilize every, every minute of the day that I have. I think that's really awesome that you do and that. I, and I honestly do like even the take 10, I, I try to take 10 minutes a day and do something that's going to get me closer to my goal, right? To something mm -hmm. that I need. Even if it's like my kids are at piano and I'm, you know, waiting for them in the car or Jackson's at physical therapy and I try to like, you know, go over my notes. I take a journal out. I just try to mm -hmm. use all these little times that I could be sitting and scrolling and, and wasting time. But I, I put up the boundaries, right? You and I have talked before. I take, you know, like I don't have Facebook on my phone. I have Messenger. I have business Facebook, but I don't have anything I can really scroll Sometimes I get caught in Instagram, but I did start putting up time blocks on all of the apps. But anyways, it's kind of taking 10 minutes a day. And I say this to my kids too, like take 10 minutes, clean up your room. Like I don't care what you do, but for 10 minutes, just do as much as you can, pile it in. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of taking those opportunities and finding the time to do little things. And it doesn't have to consume my whole day, right? So it's, it's just taking like little chunks of my day. Like you said, waking up earlier or, or doing you know, something even like later at night. And and that's the trade-off, you know, like sometimes it's nine o'clock at night and I'm answering emails of people that want a shed, you know, a shed estimate, but it's the trade-off um, that works for me. And maybe it doesn't work for everybody, but again, it's, it's taking the opportunity to find the time that's available mm -hmm. and using the time to the best of your ability, I guess. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's a great, a great statement. Take 10. Because you can't, you can't say to somebody, you know what, you're going to start off and you need to take an hour a day and set it aside for yourself. That's never going to happen. That's a very unrealistic goal. But take 10, I think, is a great way to start it off and say, you know, every, every day I'm going to take 10 minutes. What 10 minutes might turn into 20 minutes. Right. 20 minutes might turn into 30. And, and you start to find ways to do things that, that you feel fulfilled and satisfied and you have passion about and you feel, you feel like it's bringing life back to you, Right. Right. And sometimes I think too, like making a list of things that you could do, like if I didn't have any other responsibility in the world, what would I do? Right. Just making like mm -hmm. a, a, almost like a brain dump. Right. And having that in your phone or on a piece of paper somewhere that you could reference to. So when you have those 10 minutes, you're like, mm -hmm. oh, what can I do on this, on that list? Like, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What can I do on that list to like make myself feel better? Or like, you know, mm -hmm. to move forward to my, to my, in my goal or to move forward in something that I want to fulfill in the new year. Uh, mm -hmm. So, because sometimes I think that 
we get lost, right? We're like, oh, like it's really quiet. There's nothing to do. Like, what what should I be doing? I know I should be doing something, but then mm-hmm. if you have something that you could kind of go to and look at and then pick something from there. I, I think that's also a good skill to have or something. Yeah, because the first thing everybody does is what? Pick up your phone and go to TikTok, go to Instagram. And if you think you get that notification, what is it, once a week that you get like the screen time notification? Right. It's scary. Oh my God. It's really like, it's like, it's actually sad. It's sad. Right. Huh? It's like you want to get slapped across the face. Actually, there was I know there was an app that I downloaded, and I have to look it up. I saw it on Good Morning America, and I downloaded it um, to see how much time I will spend, according to my phone, and how much time I spend on it. I will spend 14 years of my life on my phone. Oh my god! No, that's nothing compared to somebody that's born today is going to spend. I think. 44 years. I think I've mentioned this before. Oh my God. 40 to 44 years in front of the screen. But so these, this app kind of then was trying to shut me down to make it closer to like a more reasonable goal of like seven years of my life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So it was like, okay, so how do I do that? Well, it, then it started limiting my app time. And mm-hmm. I really was like, oh my gosh, I, I can't go on. Like it, it was putting up a boundary <laughs> for me that I just wasn't ready for. And my kids actually were laughing because they're like, now you know how we feel when you <laughs> give us more screen time at night. But it really is like a huge boundary that we all need. And but like, I just wasn't ready for it. So I actually downloaded the app and I was like, I really need to get strategic about how I'm using this because for me using my phone as a business tool, mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't put that boundary around business, right? Um, mm-hmm. Work. So I just have to find the, the harmony and the balance in it, I guess, before I, I mm-hmm. activate the app again. But it was, really, it was a <laughs> do lot. You ever, do you ever think back, you know, how like, you know, our, our cousins Maria, Michelle, and, and yourself—we we send Instagram memes like all day long, every day. Of of and Maria is constantly sending like the '80s and '90s memes, right? Like and like of like, oh, if you have if you own one of these and it's like a, a house phone with the the rotary phone connected to a wall. Well, like, what did we do back then? What did we do when we didn't have to worry about screen time? Like, what were we doing with our time? I know. I like, was basically throwing <laughs> papers at Michelle across the room in, cla- in our class. <laughs> like, right? Like, writing, we were notes. writing notes. Like, do you, do you like this person? Circle yes or no. Like, like, but we actually, we actually did things. Like, we talked to people. We, it, it's just, it's just crazy. Like, I walk into the college classroom right now. And we start back next week. And I'll walk into class. And if there's, like, four or five people in class... Mm-hmm. waiting for the rest of the class to get there. They don't talk to each other. They're on their phone, scrolling their phone on TikTok, on Snapchat. Like, it, talk, right. talk to each other, have a conversation. Like, nobody does that. Well, I will tell you that a very popular, there is an app and um, I, I have to find the name and link it in the show notes, but it's um, a lot of colleges are using it to have their students basically have conversations through social media, like, almost like a, a Snapchat mm. for your class because they're, okay. finding, they're finding that more students will participate in the discussion through this okay. app. And um, instead of where we used to sit around a table, like everybody get in a circle and let's talk mm-hmm. about the book that we just read. But kids these days are not programmed to do that. Um, I just don't know if it's something that we're going to be able to break or it's something that we need to kind of embrace and, and, and mm. incorporate it. Like, so very similar to like my kids, like 
I really try, I'm trying to teach them to be good digital citizens, right? So like, I, I'm not going to restrict everything at once, but I'm going to try to put boundaries up for them. So then mm-hmm. they, they could learn that, um, how to use, you know, their, their phone, um, as, as a good digital citizen, instead of just putting that boundaries up. So it's just a matter of finding what works for your family and finding what works for your classroom. But like, you have to embrace the fact that this, self, mm-hmm. this, this has replaced Saturday morning cartoons, right? Like my kids go on and watch YouTube. They don't mm-hmm. watch Saturday morning cartoons. Like I was very upset the other day. Jackson was telling me somebody that's on with Faye's rug, this woman that cooks with them. Like, I think she passed away and like, she was somebody I saw every Saturday. <laughs> On TV with Jackson, like I don't even know her name. She's like a Chinese lady, um, but it's just that's what they—that's who they're watching, right? So like, it's a matter of like, it's so hard to restrict that form of media, and um, so it's kind of like embracing it. But I don't know. Maybe that's like a goal for the new year to have more conversations. But um, I would suggest for your class probably just to make more presentations and make them feel uncomfortable. Yeah, that's the only. Mm-hmm. One force them out of it or yeah they they know coming into my classroom i always talk about that they're, they're going to have to learn how to speak in front of people so they know coming into my classes that there's going to be a lot of a lot of uh uncomfortable speaking i guess you you would say um so that's a good thing but i will continue to encourage the face-to-face conversations as much as i possibly can especially within the major i'm in it's a, it's a leadership-based major you have to be able to speak right as a leader exactly yeah no <laughs> forcing them out of their comfort zone Mm-hmm. And uh, before we close up today, I, d- I also was reading this article about the American dream. So like, what would you say is the American dream? Like, what would your American dream look like? Oh, boy. I feel like it's changed. Um, I-, I think it's definitely changed over the last like nine months or 10 months or so, because I think my my American dream was I was doing what I love doing as and never thought I would be doing anything other than being a college basketball coach. And now I'm starting to enjoy the the time I have. Um, you and Michelle were laughing the other day when I said like downtime that I'm not working. Right. Like I'm not sure the right way to place to, to put it. But I think the American dream is that balance that I tried to talk about with you guys like that. Yes, I have I have a work a work life that I love and enjoy and I love doing what I'm doing, but I have that balance now of having time away from there that I get to spend doing whatever it is that I enjoy doing. Right. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I think the American dream is having that that balance, flexibility, the um to be able to yes, everybody needs to make money to to survive. You're making money, but you're still you're doing it while you're with something that you love and you're passionate about. Right. And then you're, you're able to the hard work that you've put in, you're able to go do things that you want to do. So that balance of hard work, I always say hard work pays off. The hard work's paying, it pays off and you get to go do the things that you enjoy doing. So that would be my, my, I guess the American dream is balance. Well, so that, that's number two, according to GoDaddy. Ah, so right. um, GoDaddy surveyed a bunch of U.S. small business owners, and number one was feeling happy with your life. Okay. And number two was the freedom to pursue your own passions and interests. So it sounds like you have time now that you could go do some of those passions and interests, you know, and, and besides. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three is owning your own home. Number four huh. is being your own boss. Number five is having money or assets to leave your children. Number six is being able to pay off your debt obligations. Seven is living a comfortable lifestyle. And eight 
is having equal rights and access to opportunity. So those were the top eight. There's some of them in there that uh, I think that you can relate to and I can relate to. As yeah. I almost feel like I almost feel like the first seven kind of all go together. Right. Right. Like one leads to the other, I guess. Um, but the, uh, you forget about eight. Read number eight again. Number Read eight again. So number eight was having equal opportunity and access or equal rights and access to opportunity. So hmm. we still don't see that. Right. Because, you know, I mean, with women's sports and men's sports, yeah. you know, like, and you and I see that all the time. Um, but I guess just having the opportunities you know, according to small business owners that they, would, yeah. Um, well, I mean, you're, you're not even talking about sports when you're talking about when, w women, I think the gender gap is, is closing, but it's never, ne it's nowhere near where you would think after, after how many years of title nine being around that it would be at. And it's not right. No, but the gender got the gap in even any work situation, you know, like you're seeing a trend that women are waiting to have children until they're at least 30 so they can establish their career so they have something to come back to instead of where years ago it was people were having kids younger and then starting their careers later in life kind of seeing that go away with uh gen z would it be i guess gen z are we gen z we're gen z right no we're gen x i think Gen X. Okay. Yeah. Um, I did see, I, I did see something today that I thought was really cool. Speaking of the gender gap, um, the Raiders are interviewing a, her name is Kelly Klein Van Kerrigan, who she's currently the Broncos director of football operations, but they're interviewing her for the, the general manager role Ooh, that's of the Raiders. Oh my gosh. That's like big time for a, a female to be, to be there. She was nine, she was um, nine years. She was the manager of personnel for the Vikings and she's been with the Broncos for a few years um, but that's pretty cool. Oh, wow. That's cool. Um, I think the NFL is really, has really done a great job. I think I saw a number somewhere about or like two over 200 women now are in roles in the NFL that are like management type roles. Um, so they're, they're, they're trying. Well, this was good. I'm glad we got to talk. Um, and you know, until next time, I think we got to just keep putting one foot in front of the other, right? Whatever goal that we set and remember that every day is a fresh day. I don't think we need to set it on a Monday or the first of the month and just take 10 minutes a day to do something that you want to do that makes, fills your heart with joy. <laughs> That's my, and, and, and find your why, find your why. Right. And, Write and, it down and, and make a list of things that can help you get closer to your why so you can reference back. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Our lesson <laughs> of the day. All right. Well, until next time, you could reach us um, on social media at Soul Sisters Pod. And you can also visit our website at soulsisterspodcast.com.